Hello, I'm Emily Hawthorne, Stratforce Senior Middle East and North Africa Analyst at RAIN. This podcast is brought to you by Worldview, RAIN's premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Sign up for our free Stratfor newsletter at worldview.stratfor.com. This is the Essential Geopolitics Podcast from RAIN. I'm Emily Donahue. Welcome. A new deal among Israel, Jordan, and the United Arab Emirates is getting international attention. The deal will address major climate and energy issues for the three nations, and it marks a breakthrough in Jordanian-Israeli relations. Here with details is Ryan Boll, Stratfor Middle East and North Africa analyst at Rain. Welcome back, Ryan. Thanks for having me, Emily. First, can you describe the deal and why it's being called a breakthrough in Jordan-Israeli relations? Yes. So what's in this deal is essentially it's a power deal, uh, power and water swap. So Israel has lots of desalinated water. Jordan is very water thirsty. Uh, Jordan has lots of land. Israel is very power thirsty. And the Emiratis have an interest in boosting the economies and investing in both. And so the Emiratis are providing the capital to build a new solar power plant in the more open land of Jordan. Uh, that power will then be sent over to Israel. And in exchange, the Israelis will use their expanded desalinated salinization capacity to help supply Jordan uh, with some of the water that it so desperately needs. And uh, it represents a breakthrough for Israel and Jordan because, especially under the previous government of former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, Jordan and Israel had been reaching some new lows in their relationship. A lot of that was driven by the Netanyahu government's annexationist and expansionist policies that looked like they might bring Israeli sovereignty into the West Bank, something Jordan very much didn't want to see. It looked like the Netanyahu government might undermine anything close to a Palestinian state. That caused protests from the Jordanians. They even uh, canceled part of the 1994 peace treaty that saw Israeli farmers being able to use uh, Jordanian land as part of a trust-building exercise, part of a way to tie the two countries together symbolically. So they canceled that in protest, and, and relations have been rather poor. Uh, this deal is going to tie them together economically, uh, and it now includes the component of the Emiratis uh, providing the kind of cash that Jordan very much needs to build these sort of facilities to help combat climate change. Ryan, what does this show us about the role of the UAE in Israeli-Arab relations? Well, now that the Emiratis and Israelis have fully normalized and are signing series of trade deals, the Emiratis are also playing a constructive role between mutual allies and, and are behaving something of a, of a as a mediator or, or a facilitator of making things happen that have mutual interests to both the Israelis and the Emiratis. The Emiratis and the Israelis both have an interest in keeping Jordan stable. They want to keep the monarchy in power. They don't want social conditions or economic conditions to deteriorate in that country. Um, and now that they're normalized, they can be more overt about this kind of cooperation that was always tacitly happening in the background or it would happen with like overlapping interests. Uh, now they can openly work together to try to make it so that uh, countries like Jordan uh, can be stabilized. And it also sort of presages that the Emiratis may be uh, a, a power that is helping Israeli technology, Israeli know-how uh, get throughout the Arab world, where the Israelis have a lot of this climate change-resistant uh, technology, you know, desalinization, solar power, uh, biotechnology, agricultural technology. There's a lot of these countries like Egypt and Saudi Arabia and Oman. They all want to have access to that technology 
technology, but for various reasons, Egypt, and for example, doesn't always have the the uh, financial capacity to purchase these things at the scale that the Egyptian economy needs, whereas Saudi Arabia remains pretty distant from normalizing with Israel. The UAE can be a go-between. It can bridge the gaps between what Israel has and what the Arab world wants. Could we see the UAE acting in a similar fashion between Israel and any other countries? I think at this point, it's pretty likely that we'll see the Emiratis stepping up to continue to bridge that gap between Israeli technology and and know-how and the needs of Emirati-Israeli mutual allies. So places like Oman or Egypt that are a little bit more cash-strapped, they might see more Emirati financing for projects being built with uh, with Israeli technology. Other places that are still pretty distant from normalizing with Israel, like Saudi Arabia or even Kuwait, uh, some of that technology might go through the Emiratis. It might come through consortiums of, of... Emirati-Israeli joint uh, companies or joint ventures that these countries that are still not quite ready to normalize with Israel, they might be able to buy from what they would decide to see as the Emirati half of that company. Um, And I think we can continue to see the Emiratis playing this constructive role where they can use their financial capital, they can use uh, uh, joint ventures with Israeli companies and the Israeli government to help build ties between Israel and uh, various other friendly Arab states. Ryan Bowl is Stratfor Middle East and North Africa analyst at Rain. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Emily. The role of geopolitics in global events has never been more apparent nor more critical to understand. You can stay ahead of those events with Worldview. Right now, we have a special offer on subscriptions. Go to stratfor.com slash worldview and subscribe today. That's stratfor.com slash worldview. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening. 